Welcome to the AI on Action podcast, the show where we break down the hype and highlight the practical benefits of data science, machine learning, and artificial intelligence on our everyday lives. Subscribe to the podcast, check us out on iTunes, SoundCloud, or any Android podcast of choice. Hello and welcome to another episode of AI in Action. I'm your host, Mark Kelly. My guest today is Stephen Redmond. Stephen is a senior manager with Accenture's Digital Practice, where he leads the big data and AI delivery team. Stephen has over 20 years experience doing data and analytics projects in both the public and private sectors. He's also a published author and also lectures part-time on data analytics at the National College of Ireland. Over the course of the episode today, you'll learn about Stephen's background, why he loves working in the world of data, his role with Accenture Digital, and some of the examples and benefits that Accenture brings to their clients. Later, Stephen will discuss his passion for text data and the impact it can make in the future, how Ireland is in a great position to be a leader in AI and data analytics, and then finally we'll chat about the importance of organisations needing to embrace AI over the next couple of years. This is a fascinating episode and I believe that you'll really enjoy it. Let's get on with the show. Welcome to the show, Stephen. Hi, nice to meet you, Mark. Uh, Stephen, for the, for the listeners that don't know, know you, could you tell us a little bit about your background and also what the great work you're doing in Accenture? I've been working in data for about 20 years, well, beyond 20 years, in the data area. I've written a few of the kind of business tech waves that have been, been around, so from CRM through to BI and now into big data and on, onto AI. So I've been around some products like uh, SalesLogic, some people will have, will have used as a, a CRM product that, and I've written some books based on that. Um, and then in the BI area, I've worked with a product called ClickView and ClickSense and I've also uh, had some books published on that. Then I was working in a global investment bank on their big data platform. So written some stuff on that, but uh, that's all uh, internal only. <laughs> Never been published. Tell me about what you, what's the passion for you in analytics and AI? What's what's trying to drive in that for you? Because you're very passionate about it. Yeah. So I, I, I've always had a an enjoyment of working with data. There is uh, a nice dopamine releases when you achieve certain things in life and. Um, for me, I get those kicks from doing great stuff with, with data, whether that's just simply answering a, a question for someone or producing something, some fantastic data visualization that wows a lot of people are, are just talking about it. I, I enjoy speaking about it. Um, I'm also a, a part-time lecturer in the National College of Ireland on data analytics, so I, I get to stand up and talk about it all the time, so it's, it's, it's good fun. That's fantastic. And tell me about some of the great work that Accenture is doing at the moment. So Accenture, for those people who don't know, is a leading global professional services company. And um, we like to work with our clients to uh, you know, solve their toughest challenges. So that's across five areas that we have strategy, consulting, technology, operations and digital. And Accenture is a, it's a global organization, 440,000 people worldwide, 120 countries. And, but in Ireland, there's uh, two and a half thousand people um, working across those areas, um, and we've got three main locations. So we're, we're in Grand Canal Square here. We also have Grand Canal Plaza and the dock, which uh, some people will be familiar with. I work in digital, and uh, digital is, uh, you know, some people find it hard to explain, but it's, it's really about new experiences, new intelligence, and, and new connections, you know involving solutions from digital marketing, mobile solutions, and what we call applied intelligence. Um, so that's really about taking you know, really intelligent technology and putting it together with human know-how 
and producing really great solutions at the core of businesses. So that kind of augmented experience. Absolutely, absolutely. So it's um, you know our clients have you know they, they come to us with hard problems. They don't come to us with easy stuff. And we take the best technologies and we put together with great people and we come up with really good solutions. So tell me how you're leveraging analytics, ML, AI, and how are you using it to help with your customers' challenges and can maybe share some, I appreciate your it's confidential, yeah. but maybe give me some scope around some of the kind of benefits the customer might get from doing that. So I'm the big data and AI lead in our applied intelligence delivery team. So we really get to work directly with, with clients, and that could be from just delivering a platform for them to work off a traditional BI solution, all the way through to implementing chatbots, um, you know, to, to, to give that value, that business value, where they can uh, ease the burden on their customer service people, allow their customer service people to do better things, because people are able to engage with their chatbots a bit better. We do things like, so one, one of our customers that I can talk about is um, Electric Ireland and we have the Smarter Homes tool that we built for them. So you know that's, that's the tool that means when you've left the immersion on, you've gone holidays to Spain, you can actually log on to your app. It's and, a and brilliant tool. Yeah, it's, it's really good. So, but, but that's something I, I like that because um, basically it's a combination of in-house technology, mobile app and then the data. And that combination is, is something, so it's right across our, our digital team. It's that from the mobile right through to analytics. Because you, what you can also do is you can predict how much you're going to spend in the future by looking at what your current spend is. And then you can start to make changes and go, well, you know, maybe I'm going to save some money. So that, that's great for our customer, Electric Ireland, and great for their customers who are using the app. Um, another completely different um, use case is the, the, the Met in London, the Metropolitan Police. Um, so we did a project for them where we took data from many different sources that they have and allowed them to predict uh, gang crime. And gang crime actually is a big problem in London. It's been able to intelligently um, look at information and predict that, you know, that's a person of interest in this particular case based on all of these intelligences and integrating things. So, you know, I, I have some interest in graphing and, you know, that type of uh, connecting that social network to, it's not necessarily scraping off Facebook or anything like that, but it's um, taking data from lots of different sources and connecting the dots. That's really, really um, cool stuff. And, and you know, on, on that side, we've also done work in Singapore with them being able to use different information sources um, they call it the Safe City Project, and it allows them to react really quickly to incidents because they've got real-time analytics happening. Uh, and in France, we've got a project uh, with the police where they're using vis video analytics to um, look at um, street markets and you know examine incidents and be able to alert them automatically. There's an incident you need to respond to now, so it just keeps that whole area safe. So are they are they modelling? Uh, different behaviors that they, they can actually just get they can learn those behaviors and actually see if somebody does something irrational that's a that's a warning sign is that how that kind of exactly so it, it, you're you're obviously training the, the machine with training data you say this is something that's dangerous 
this is something that isn't, and then when it sees something that it thinks is dangerous, it flags it to an operative. And so you're also very passionate about text data. So tell me a little bit about your kind of beliefs. And we've spoken uh, briefly on graph-based text mining techniques. Uh, how do you kind of manage the exploding world of text data? Because every single day I hear about some new stats about how much data we have and selfies. And now that you've got structured data, you've got unstructured data, it's coming from all different areas. Context is obviously so, so important as well. I'll go into that a little bit later. Yeah. But tell me about that. So, uh, and this was actually, I, I completed a master's recently and my, my master's thesis was based on text analytics. But it, text is really important because for us, text is language and it's how we, it, those AIs that we interact with are through language. So if you think of Alexa, you're speaking to Alexa or Siri or um, Cortana, you're, you're speaking to them and they're responding appropriately. Or you could be text typing into a, a chatbot. Uh, you don't even know necessarily that you're talking to a bot. You might think you're talking to a service agent and they, they're responding appropriately. With, with Google's new, new, uh, new assistant, you'd actually swear you're talking to a real person. Well, that's it. So um, Google Duplex, I think they called it, as uh, they, they just had the video recently where they ring up and make a, a hair appointment or make a restaurant appointment with, with someone who doesn't speak very good English. Yes. And it's really, really powerful stuff. And it, it's brilliant. But text and the analysis of that text is a real big part of that. And uh, so in my thesis work, what I did was I modeled text like documents and the words as a graph. And um, so each document is connected to the words and you could actually then project that onto a two dimensional space. So you could actually see what's happening and um, use it as a predictor of these particular words, they belong to this type of document. So it's, uh, it, you know, it, it's not earth shattering, but it's interesting. And probably the most interesting thing on it is that because it's also visual, that a business user could see it. And that's uh, part of the problem we have with some of the deep learning models that people are building is that we can't really see what's, what's happening. And there's a whole suite of tools coming down the track that are going to allow us to understand what's happening. And it will be an important role in the future dealing with AI is the person who explains what the AI is doing. Well, the reality is, is unless we've got digital dexterity for everyone, we're going to struggle for this to really get adopted and, and taken, taken forward as well. And you need to have that augmented experience where people are explaining it. And you don't have to be always an expert. You've got other different tiers where people can get involved as, as well. Do you think there's an opportunity for Ireland to position itself maybe in a certain way to help with investment or do you think there's, we're in a, a good position because we're an English speaking uh, country, we're very, very close to, to Europe, obviously the, mm -hmm. the States. Do you think there's an opportunity for us to, to do well in the next couple of years and ride this wave? I think absolutely Ireland is ready to explode from the, uh, from the, on the AI side. Um, the fact that we are now the, the only English-speaking country in Europe uh, is going to be a big deal in the European Union, that is. Um, and our relations, both with the UK, which will still be quite strong even after Brexit, and with the US are really, really important. And I think the IDA are doing a really good job with their AI, our AI Island program to, you know, to, to talk to people about what's here. I think the colleges are, are getting on board with that, so they're actually educating people. So DIT recently announced that they're actually going to have a, a degree in AI, 
and the other colleges won't be far behind that. And all of the universities, of course, are, are doing postgraduate data analytics yes. uh, degrees, and some of them are, are now doing those as bachelors as well. So it's going to be really, really great crop of talent coming out in this country. So the, where do you see the next two to three years kind of playing out? Because there's a lot of hype. Um, one of the concerns with getting case studies and really kind of getting good examples in the marketplace is the access of data. Because some people can be very hesitant, companies to actually hand over their data to trial, do proofs of concepts or trialing different things. Um, do you see a bit of a trend here that we need to be mindful for? Well, Accenture actually have done some surveys on this and they released their, their um, recent tech trends report and there was a report that said 81% of businesses in Ireland believe that they will be working alongside AIs in the future. But something else that was stark that came out of the report is that they, businesses understand deeply the value of data, but don't believe that they have got good data. The data quality is, is a real problem. And you know, when we're talking about the area of, of um, big data, the three V's with the traditional you know, velocity, variety, and volume. But we've recently started talking about the five V's, so we've added value to that, so being able to get the value, but veracity, actually being able to trust the data, and that's a huge thing. Uh, you know, so uh, again, it's gonna be, a, there's a huge amount of scope for, for new roles in that area, for people to become, um, what's the word, a, um, you know, working in data quality to, um, be able to work on that veracity, it's, 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 I, I think that's really important. But once they are sure of their uh, veracity, that you're working with good data, you know, how can you trust people to use it in the right way? How do we trust people? We, we trust banks with our money. So you know, trust will start to be established. But it's funny how people, you know, new, new organizations come into the market with promises that they're going to do different things and suddenly, oh, we'll, we'll trust them with our money as well. So people will move. They, they will have to, we, we really, you know, AI will, will augment human uh, abilities and talents and companies will have to embrace that they, because if they don't, they'll be left behind. Even for companies who are doing very good and, you know, the, the history of business is littered with companies who are top of their market and are now no longer exist. Yeah, I think it was not from the uh, great book, Good to Grace, when they looked at the last 15 years, there was only just a handful of the top companies that are still left. Um, you can see that some certain countries, uh, certain companies are being so purposeful about implementing AI and how, how important they actually think it is, or actually using AI rather than implementing it, and showing that you can really take advantage of this but you have to decide if you want to be on the periphery or you want to lead the charge as well because you can be quickly overtaken um, with that. And, and are you very helpful, oh sorry, are you very focused on helping customers on that journey and making that decision to lead the charge rather than necessarily kind of get left behind? Yeah, so uh, companies will have to rethink a lot of their business processes just to work with AIs to just, and, and get better value. Um, Accenture do this themselves. So we, we, we build stuff on the, you know, the various platforms, the IBM Watson, the Microsoft Azure, the Amazon AWS, Google Cloud, etc. We build stuff for ourselves on those to, to test how good they are. Uh, we put in AIs, we uh, um, have a 
this is this isn't a secret. We we, we have in our operations group. There's a hundred thousand people working in operations. We had a team working on um, uh, invoice uh, payable stuff and marketing, and we just automated a, a load of that stuff. There was about seventeen thousand roles involved, but we didn't lose any of those people. In fact, we've increased the size of that team because now they're actually doing higher, better work. More, more creative work. Exactly. And, exactly. and actually leaving that. And I think that I think it's it can be a little bit in the media where people talk about losing jobs, but the reality is 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 actually just getting them to do a lot more productive jobs, yeah. more creative jobs, more um, the the CEO from Deutsche Bank really nicely put us, we've got people doing robotic tasks, but we right now want to, you know, take them into the next level where they can actually do human tasks. I tell you it was a very, very relevant statement it, though. It is, and it's it's well implemented AI will allow will give us more time to be human rather than um, using our time to work like machines. Yes. That you know that's, that's key. But the really critical thing is that it's not whether companies have implemented AI, it's how they've implemented it. Yeah, because if you, if you just go in and you just automate yeah. what you're doing already, that's fine. You'll get some value out of that, but that that will stall eventually. You you need to rethink how you're doing things, how you're engaging with your customers, and how this new technology can benefit you. Which has to be taken at the top, and to to have that kind of brave decision as yeah. well to to do that. Uh, Stephen, thank you very much for your time. You're very welcome. Thanks, Mark. Thank you. That's all for this episode of AI in Action. Hope you really enjoyed it. If you'd like to stay updated with all the latest podcasts, then please head over to the website aiinaction.ie and subscribe to the newsletter to get the podcast delivered straight to your inbox. Finally, I'd like to take the time to let you know about the AI Awards. We're now looking for applications from academia and industry professionals to apply. Set up in 2018, the AI Awards are a not-for-profit business, community-led initiative that was set up to celebrate the best in artificial intelligence and data science in Ireland. Our focus is to support the AI community by recognising the hard work and dedication of those working in the field of AI, data science and machine learning. We see this as a fantastic opportunity to showcase your work and skills to the AI community on the island of Ireland and also help raise the profile of Ireland as a destination for AI investment. Winning an award brings industry-wide recognition, raises your company profile and increases awareness of your brand and product. Applications take only a couple of minutes, so go ahead, apply today at www.aiawards.ie. Thanks for listening and I'll catch you again next week.